What's going on, everyone? Happy Monday here. It's 8.57 p.m., but I'm excited to do a little bit of a, an interesting topic today, which was something that I've been thinking about continuously for a very long time. The thought just keeps coming back to me every now and then, and it's been hitting me like over the past year. Um, but I'm really excited to, to talk about it today. And that topic is epigenetics. And I put out a poll on my Instagram, and I asked, you know, do you know what epigenetics is? And only like 35% of the people knew what it was and then 65% didn't. I was like, oh, people should know what this is. This may have large implications for humans and, and for us as people and our behaviors and the actions that we do. So I wanted to talk about it today and kind of discuss what it is, bring exposure to it, and and, and to go from there. So what epigenet- what epigenetics is, is basically the concept that we have the same DNA in all of the cells in our body. However, these cells with the same DNA express different things. And the question is, why is that? And these cells express different things because of epigenetic tags. And what those do is they basically tag DNA. So they're, chem- they're chemicals that tag DNA that modify gene expression. So there will be a chemical that comes onto his to a cell, say that says, "Okay, we're not going to show this gene that is shown in the liver, but we're going to show this gene in a muscle because this is a muscle cell." And reverse for uh, a a liver cell. So this is what epigenetics is. It's it's that we have the same DNA, but we don't show the same features of that DNA in every cell in our body. So what does this mean? Um, It means that there are chemicals that can turn things on and off in our cells, both for good things and also for bad things as well. And these chemicals can change the expression of our genes. And then inherently, those can be passed down to future generations. So in studies on, on rats and mice and stuff, they found that you know, certain rats can be exposed to a certain smell that can initiate a certain reaction. And then when those rats give birth to their children, those rats that that are the offspring of the original rat, those children will have the same reaction to that same smell without ever being exposed to the smell before. And when, when that cell was, when, well, I should say when the rat beforehand was exposed to that smell and then was conditioned to react in that certain way, that next rat, in, in, in terms of if we just believe that, you know, DNA was DNA and it couldn't be changed, that, you know, the, the progeny would have to be conditioned as well. But that wasn't the case. It was those rats had to, well, those rats didn't have to be exposed to 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 the conditioning in order to react that way so when they smelled that thing the first time they immediately reacted the same way that their that their parents did when they were conditioned to it so it's very interesting to to think about this because we think about us as humans you know what does this mean and how could something in humans be turned on or off in future generations so you think about things like obesity or you think about things like um metabolism and things like that you know are there things that we do in our daily lives 
that can change the expression of our genes in ourselves? And then, can those things be passed on to future generations? And it's an interesting thing to think about because, you know, there there have been cases where we've seen things like this in in humans, um, specifically in in Sweden. In in Sweden, there was there was a village in the north of Sweden, a village, small city, whatever it was, that had a famine, and and the the people who had a famine or who experienced the famine went hungry, and survived. The kids that they had were overwhelmingly kids with incredible metabolism who who had incredibly longer longevity. And it was incredible to see this because although there may have been other factors, but just the overwhelming majority of, of, of these progeny had extremely good metabolism that was much different than their parents so you're wondering you know although those other people went hungry but their kids and then the kids after that they showed the same things in their genes and it's interesting to think about things like this as well you know are the behaviors that we do in our lives so the certain things that we're consuming certain things we're eating certain things we're exposing ourselves to such as certain things that that you know like like added sugars and things like smoking or um incredibly high alcohol consumption, things like that. We have no idea how that is changing the expression of the genes that we have, nor do we know anything about the positive benefits that it could be having on us. You know, whether you make dramatic changes in your diet or you do certain fasting periods or you do, you know, larger amounts of exercise where you're, you're really exposing your heart to, to, to extremities of, of, of hard work we don't know what those things may bring to the difference in gene expression within ourselves because of the chemicals that may be produced within our body or the chemicals that we may be consuming and how those control the gene expression in ourselves and then may modify the gene expression in the generations that come after us and it's a bit overwhelming because this this concept could be extremely impactful for us but you know, we can't do research on humans because of ethical concerns. However, looking at all of these cases, especially in animals, and then moving this to different cases that have been seen, although those environments are not controlled, we can look and see, wow, there are certain things that we may be able to do that can change our gene expression in terms of potentially whether we get cancer or whether we get things like cancer or anything like that <laughs> people are excited about football however when we think about things like gene expression and in all of this it's crazy the things that we do in our daily lives could be having a massive impact on how we are as people things that we cannot control you know, when you turn that, that expression on or off based on those chemicals, you may not be able to turn it off. And to think about things like that and, and how we take care of ourselves, how we look after ourselves, we don't know whether these positive behaviors are, are literally changing our genetic code and the, the expression of our genes. 
We have no idea, and they very well could be based on scientific research and what we're seeing. So that's really the takeaway that I want to give is, although we, we'd like to think, oh, we can recover from anything that we do, we can make big bad decisions, etc. Sure, we can do that. However, we need to think about the permanence of those things and, and whether or not we should continue to, to be involved in some of the neg- negative behaviors that we do, especially like if you're going to have kids. I mean, some of the behaviors that you do day in and day out may be changing your genetic expression, period. And then those changes may be changing how genes will be expressed in the generations that come after you. It's very overwhelming and it's certainly heavy, but I'd like to say, you know, it's very interesting to think about, you know, what can we do and whether it's in our control. And from what we look at scientific research, it seems like these things do happen within the human genetic code. However, we do need to to consider how heavy this can be for us. And this is really what I wanted to bring to light today, you know the true deep impact of the things that we do could literally change the expression of our genes and could literally change the expression of the genes of those who come after us. So we're responsible. We have huge responsibility and we have to consider that. So although it may be pessimistic in that we may think that we're confining ourselves to something, you may be able to change your behaviors and do different things which can express different things in you that can be positive changes for those after you. And I find that reality to be, to be very inspiring. And that's a reality that I'd like to follow. So I hope you all enjoyed this short explanation of epigenetics. It's, it's a bit of a, a tough concept to explain perfectly, but I tried to give enough examples and to really kind of go through things so, so that I could, I could give that better understanding. So thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you enjoyed this short chat about epigenetics. See you next time. Cheers.